You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. This business that, you know, not having to work very hard because machines are taking care of things for you. I mean, you see this also in the 19th century with the Industrial Revolution. And, in fact, I think one of the problems with the Industrial Revolution, and this is where Marxism got so much traction, was that uh, machines actually did render a lot of people unemployed, okay? That already happened in the 19th and 20th centuries, uh, and it was only by labor organizing itself that it was able to kind of deal with the situation intelligently um, because there was no automatic, you might say, transition to something else. It was just, you know, we don't need you anymore. We have these more efficient machines. And so now we don't, you know, now you just have to find work somewhere else. Even if we can change human beings, in what direction do we change them? Do we want to change them this way or that way? This is an example of the way in which technological advance impinges on sociological necessity. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Groovathon. It is the Split Studio Edition. Listener discretion advised. I am Tony C, and I'm joined live from afar by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove remains satiny smooth. Me, compadre, los Jorges. Hello. Hello from uh, yeah, Hollywood. Baby. Hey, <laughs> we're gonna get the get the gap thing going again. That's all right. It's just the way it goes, baby. Naturally, every Groovathon sprouts from an attitude of gratitude. Muto mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world. Yo, how are you doing, pal? Oh, mine. I'm great. We were just talking uh, before we switched over that it is a, a beautiful day, another beautiful Gorgeous. day. If you are going to be, uh, you know, COVID-ridden, bed-ridden, house-ridden, uh, Florida's a great place to do it, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I, I posted a picture. I went down to the beach. You know, just because I wanted to take a quick look, and I was telling you they they've taken the parking meters off. There's like this right. little spot that's a local spot. They have like four spaces. That's it. <laughs> There's only four parking spaces there. Nobody knows about it. They literally took the parking meters off the poles. So I was out there. There was one other person out there. We chatted. You know, responsibly distanced, of course. But a uh, nice guy out there doing some uh, doing some gravel work along the uh, the the. Uh, uh, there's like a stone fence over there by uh, 14th Street over in Pompano. I'll tell you, I don't know if you've seen uh, Saturday Night Live recently, but it the one they just did was one of the best SNLs I've seen ever. It was hilarious, and it got me to thinking. There was a show on, uh, I guess, last Saturday, not two two Saturdays ago, where they did uh, you know musicians from all over the place, various people. They had like the Rolling Stones on four different screens. But the promo for it said it was curated, okay, in, in conjunction with Lady Gaga. She's a, she's a curator now. She's a curator. Well, you that's, that's, what, sure, why not? 
Yeah, Why not? welcome. You know, welcome to academia. <laughs> well, welcome to the, uh, the the world of museums. <laughs> She's Lady Gaga, a curator. So, but some of it was cool. But what I was thinking was, I remember when they used to do uh, comic relief. Remember with Robin Williams and uh, Whoopi Goldberg and mm-hmm. Billy Crystal? Yeah. This is the perfect time for that. I'll fucking curate that. <laughs> I sent a, uh, I actually sent a note to uh, an old friend of mine, um, Zoe Friedman. Uh, Zoe's parents, uh, Silver and Bud Friedman, the people who started the improv. Which okay. I actually I performed on the stage at the Improv uh, in summer of what nineteen eighty two I mm. think I was eighteen when I did it I you know Silver Silver was nice enough to let me do a you know like about an eight minute set and she didn't blink the lights from the back which is what she normally does when she wants somebody to get off the stage so that was that was nicer but I got to do that but I was thinking this is the perfect time for comic relief you could have literally people doing ten minute sets okay a series of ten minute sets. All along the way, it could be broadcast. You can do it. I, I think I really think the way to do it is, you know, it's, it's one thing to do it on like the, the regular channels and whatnot, but if you could do it on on the internet or on on the pay channels and stuff like that, so they, you know, you don't have to bleep stuff out. But you know, on the other hand, you do it on regular channel. But I think it's the perfect time. We need some comic relief. There's just you need it. Yeah, if you can't laugh. You're toast, pal. You're fucking toast. I'll tell you the other thing. I still have not seen any, you know, when they show the stats, mm-hmm. still for Florida and recovered, not available. I haven't seen any. Nobody in Florida has recovered yet, <laughs> according to these people. You just have it forever. <laughs> Seriously, it just says N.A. And it says it for the state, for the for each individual county. I don't know. It's, it's I'm not sure if that bodes well or not. Like, hey, you're not dying, but you ain't gonna get better neither. <laughs> In any event, we have got a lot of stuff to get to today, so we got to get to it while the getting's good. Including, the Big Apple tells McConnell to forget about it as the rest of America prepares for the latest version of a New York State of Mind. Ma and Pa Kettle consider retrofitting their grain silos into oil storage tanks. <laughs> you like that one? Thank we you. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. DeSantis tries to pull a Trump maneuver by blaming former governor, now Senator, Rick Scott for an unemployment computer system that's, quote, a real clunker. <laughs> also, I'll take a rolled up newspaper and give the Lincoln Legacy Labradoodles another richly deserved whack on the snout. <laughs> Plus, what your cat's been thinking while you're binge-watching a herd of televised squirrels. And later on, we'll try and figure out what happens if America gets quarantined by the G20 and Mexico suddenly decides that it now not only wants to pay for the wall, but also build it as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) If only they could find some labor. (laughs) Very good. That's good. Normally, I just skip right past that, but that was good. That's it. Yeah, sorry. You know what? No man, Manuel Labor has moved to America. Manuel Labor got a green card, baby. I know. I'm going to get in trouble for that. You, of course, all of that. God. Yeah, well, that is going to be immersed in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere. On the urge, just past 2 o'clock, in the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Florida, that is. 
means it's just past 8 a.m. on a big island. Shout out to my OV Ohana. Just past 6 at night in Dublin, Lisbon, St. Anne. Just past 7 in Lisbon, Madrid, Rome, and the rest of Western Europe. And just past 8 p.m. in Istanbul, where the Colonel's kid always makes sure she's got some groove loaded in the chamber and her powder is dry. Yo, Gramps Master Flash. Yeah. Are you ready <laughs> from your lip and get some fresh ink, a new do, and bowl a few frames? I am. <laughs> then wipe down your monogrammed balls and saddle up, y'all. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
is now only half full. It is obvious that I will soon starve to death. I have repeatedly tried to draw attention to my predicament with the authorities, but they are clearly either stupid, deaf, or just cruel. This may be my last entry. Dear Diary, It has come to my attention that the authorities have two hands. It seemed to have made it the sadistic policy only to pet me with one of them at a time. Half of love is just low, which is how I feel. My spirit is breaking. Dear Diary, I've decided to plead with the authorities to rub my belly. I think it'll do me good in my current condition. 
I would like to receive two rubs exactly. A third one and I will bite the shit out of them as per protocol. Wish me luck. Dear diary, yesterday I put in a simple request regarding the door to the garden. But, seemingly out of sheer spite, the authorities refused to hold the door open long enough for me to decide whether to go outside or inside or outside or inside.
there you go, baby. The monophonics. Like yesterday, that's a 45 they came out with in uh, 2011. Uh, those cats are from San Francisco on one of my favorite record labels. You ready? Coal Mine. C-O-L-E-M-I-N-E. Coal Mine Records. Yippee! <laughs> if, that, if that doesn't tell you that the shit's got groove, I don't know what does. I, 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 seriously. Mind from the cold, baby. Before that, Beastie Boys Alive. That was originally from uh, The Sounds of Science, came out in 99. There's a new, they, they just put, uh, I think it's Spike Jones is putting together a documentary of some sort. And so he did a remix of the song and the video itself. And that just came out a couple weeks ago, a brand new version of that. So I've been keeping my eye out. That should be uh, pretty interesting to see what, uh, you know, what Spike Jones is doing from a documentary. There's, there's a great documentary called um, Holy Fuck, I Shot, I Shot That or something like that. What they did was the Beastie Boys basically gave like a little hand camera. to I don't know, maybe 30, 40, 50 people. I, have, mm-hmm. have you seen this yet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And somebody I know from high school is in it, and I spotted it like at one point towards the end. I I, I didn't realize it because they have all these people, and you have to keep the camera on at all times. That was part of it. And Ben Stiller was in there, and I was very proud of Ben because during one one part, he knew all the words. He he knew them. So I was I was proud of my boy Ben for that one. So I'm looking forward to that uh, documentary for that Jethro Tull living in the past. Uh, again, originally a single came out in 69, and they put it on the uh, the album of the same name in uh, 72. Interesting stuff there. It's a 5-4 time, uh, that particular track. And I'm listening to it, you know, because it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It, it is da, different. Da. I never yeah, counted a, it out, but it's it is. Well, it's, 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 it's a yeah. five, it's, All right. It's five, now I'm going to go back time. and listen you, to it again now. Yeah, well, the beat is in four mm. time. One, One two, two, three, four. Four, but they add in the yeah. in between three and four. They make that into three three. I don't know. They they like a, like a, down, but I was a staggered a, beat. Yeah, it's staggered. But I was listening to it, and what occurred to me is it's a very good dance step. Da 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 da. And I was thinking, perfect for river dance. I'm, <laughs> obsessed. I'm obsessed with river dance. I'm da, sorry. Hey, you don't have to so, apologize to me. Yeah, I know. But, it's my mom. I have to apologize to. Surprisingly enough, she like has no she she doesn't like the the Irish dancing at all. I love it. I yeah. I absolutely I love it. And one of my mom's best friends is Joan Bergen, who does all the costumes for it. You know, <laughs> so she get she's like she was actually grateful that it got canceled this year because she was going to be forced to go to the show at Radio City for like the twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary. She's like, ah, oh, I have to sit through it for Joni. Then I called her up. She's like, hey, guess what? They canceled. She was happy. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not nice. Before that, Diary of a Sad Cat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I've got this entire video of that, but I thought to myself, who's laughing now? Because the cat. Right. Basically spends its entire day sitting there looking out the window. Right. Mm-hmm. OK. And, in, you know, especially like, you know, in New York, you have a cat sitting on a windowsill and then there's like a pigeon on the other side of the window just torturing a cat. Just torturing it. All right. And, you know, you see squirrels and stuff like that. The cat's always going to be, you know, it jumps up against the glass and stuff. Yeah. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? Because we're basically sitting here watching 
squirrels on TV. Next distraction. Next distraction. Next. And the cat's just sitting there looking at us like, yeah, now you know how it feels, bitch. <laughs> okay, before that, can't go wrong. Tom Jones and Wilson Pickett. Okay, talk about two great voices. Sure. Once again, one of these fabulous, fabulous, fabulous clips from the Tom Jones show. Uh, this one's from 1970. It's a, there's a three-song montage. I only include the first two, Barefootin' um, and The Midnight Hour. Tom Jones, one of the top, top shelf voice. Johnny Walker Blue. He's up there with Paul Rogers and, you know, what's his name from, from Soundgarden. Those guys, these, these voices made for rock and roll. Chris Cornell. Great stuff. Yeah, Chris Cornell. If you go on to YouTube and watch stuff from the Tom Jones show, he's got duets. Mm-hmm. With people, some of them, it's some of the greatest stuff ever put on television. And his voice sounds as good today as it did back then. He did stuff with us, uh, uh, Seasick Steve, stuff like that a couple years ago. His voice still sounds great. Before that, once again, can't go wrong. Grandmaster Flash and Furious 5, it's nasty. That is from the album they came out with in uh, 82, The Message. Uh, of course, they're sampling the Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love. Kind of like that. <laughs> you know, was it um, Kid Creole is in, you know, the, the original Kid Creole, not the one for the coconuts, the one from Grandmaster Flash, y'all. <laughs> I know all that. We, we love that shit. Kicking off the set. Shout out to my man, Roger, for turning me on to this band. This, the band is called Dover. D-O-V-E-R. Song is Better Day. Um, those cats are from Spain. It's actually a couple of sisters front the band. The album it's on uh, from 2001 is called I Was Dead for Seven Weeks in the City of Angels. Okay. Um, great rock and roll, though. Uh, there's some really good stuff out there. You know, it's from a while ago, but there's plenty of it. So thanks for turning me on to that. I love it when my turns, friends turn me on to music. So what caught my eye recently? I'm going to get this ad away right off the bat because – all of a sudden, I became obsessed with this. You ready? Okay. It's, it's not Irish dancing? No. It's, it's, I, I've been obsessed with that for years. All right? This is a recent obsession due to all these – everybody has to be at home. Right? Now, if you're a guy, okay, a little manscaping is pretty easy. But if you're a chick, okay, here's my thing, eyebrows. Have you seen the eyebrows? Because none of them have a makeup artist or a, or a stylist. Before they go on to the set. They're all doing it themselves. Oh, no, I haven't. Yo, eyebrows. Check out the eyebrows. I'm okay. all about the eyebrows. All right? I'm just saying, at some point, somebody's going to notice, you know, the eyebrows. It's, it's, some of it's hilarious. I'm sorry, ladies. You know, I know it's a thing. I'm, I'm going to start looking now. Make, yeah, I know I shouldn't be making fun of you. I know. But guess what? Suck it up, buttercup. Okay? In a world of sports... <laughs> Yeah, in the world of sports, uh, real quick thing here, you know, individual sports are going to be the first to come back. I believe the PGA is going to hold its first event in June in Texas. Uh, there's going to be a golf tournament. So basically, there'll be no fans, but they'll still be playing golf, which I'm going to tell you, if there was ever a sport where um, no problem, that's it, golf. Golf really is a sport. You don't need the fans. It's great. You know, here, you know, if you're if you got a five shot lead, you're walking up the 18th fairway towards the green and the, the crowd's applauding you and everything. But basically, you have to everything is is quiet while you while you actually make your shot. You know, they, they have people holding up the signs. Everybody should shut up. OK, no problem. 
It's great. It's just him and a caddy. You know, social distancing shouldn't be any problem. It really shouldn't. These guys, you're talking about, you know, 500 yards of fairway. I think I can manage. Uh, I think tennis will we'll start doing something at some point or another. I don't think Wimbledon, but I'd be interested to see what they do for the U.S. Open, which is traditionally at the end of August in New York. Um, you know, I just, you, you got to know that with the, the southern stupidity, NASCAR's going to be itching to come back. Hey, you know, we all wear masks anyway and play everybody's in the car. So that's one of the things. I was thinking, oh, here's an idea, you know, for something like baseball that's in an outdoor stadium. What they can do is they can do like a lottery for season ticket holders, okay? And 2,000 people get chosen, and then they get to go to a game. Just 2,000, but everybody has to be three seats apart. And, you know, if it's only 2,000 people in a place that's traditionally holding 35, 40, 50,000, and you've got a bazillion gates, you might be able to pull that one off. Okay? I'm just saying that's going to be the indoor stadiums are going to be a lot tougher basketball, hockey, but outball, particularly for baseball. Okay? I think they might, might be able to pull that one off at some point. We'll see. Hey, just a thought. Yeah. Good luck. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Look, as I said, I think the the most bizarre thing is that, uh, you know, video sports, you know, video games are now like on the sports Mm. jet. God, do we do we need competition? It's like without competition, what do we do? We have nobody to root for. It's a root for somebody. I, I, I weaned myself off competition a long time ago, like right I, after I left school. I, yeah, that's why. That's why I do the roller rink as my athletic thing. Not that there isn't a a, a competitiveness, but it's like a sh- it's more free form. It's like a show off contest. Sure, like, it is. Like yeah. the playground. Like look what I can do. It's not. You know the the absence of of formalized rules and judging is sure. is very uh, alleviating. You, you understand? Yeah. Because and and this is someone you know. I I played high school sports and and all of that stuff. And as a man with the testosterone, you're right. Competition defines like why else do it? Like if it's going on, let's gamble on it or let's make a contest of it. And, uh, I, mean, yeah. I have an Olympic event that you're that you're absolutely going to love because it, it fulfills all of those things you just spoke about. Uh, the, the 2024 Paris Olympics are going to be the first ones to have break dancing. OK. All right. Well, yeah. li- listen, have you seen what break dancers are doing these days? It's they about time. Listen, hey, I've been in favor of breakdancing since breakdancing and breakdancing to Electric Boogaloo. I mean, Absolutely. I think um, Afonso... Yo, Beat Street, the king of the beat. Right? <laughs> I think Boogaloo Shrimp should uh, get a gold medal, like, you know, in, in, in retrospect. <laughs> well, we'll see. It's, it's, I think it's going to be really cool. I've, I've been, you know, I've been into breakdancing since, uh, you know, it started with these kids on cardboard back when I was a kid. Uh, listen, it's no less amazing than, than anything that they do in the, in the circus. And uh, the, the problem with that, without, without, without derailing, there are a lot of things. Here's, here's what I think um, I have an issue with, with the uh, Olympics because I do care about that kind of sport thing because it's more like just who's the best individual at this thing. Like right. running, and and that's what I that's what I I think is is a good Olympic store sport. Like who's the fastest person? But when it comes into judging stuff, judging, judging stuff, yeah, which no, is I got the whole realm of the Winter Olympics, and then the ju- and then the politics comes into play and everything. 
I can't get into 5. that. 5.9, 5.9, I can't 5. 9, get into 5. the, 2 the, from the Chinese judge. The subjective <laughs> sports. I call them the subjective sports as opposed yeah. to stopwatch. It's, it, who's the fastest? Bang, right. click, you. You know, right. it's not a yeah, matter of opinion. Yeah. Is it a is it a sport if it's a matter art. of opinion? You know, that right. sounds like art to me. Yes. You know? Yeah, you're right. I got gotcha. you. Right. I got gotcha. you. Still, you mm. know what? I don't care who wins the break dancing. It's just going to be great to watch it. It's uh, just fun to watch, I'll man. Be, I'll be glued. I'm go I'll 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 sacrifice some curling time to, to <laughs> Well, it's that's what I Olympics, if that's so what I have to. to. Oh, well then that win-win. Win-win, baby. All right. Win-win. <laughs> nice to know that uh, Comcast and Xfinity are uh, obviously a fan, uh, fans of uh, the Groovathon because, as I have been chirping about for a month now, they, they finally got around to it. I'm getting uh, – I get free HBO. Now, I don't get the live feed, but I do have free access to their entire catalog. Yeah, I get the, the HBO Now uh, app yeah. on your smart TV. All you need – yeah, but I, I've got you know access, and I'll tell you something. They won me over. When I moved to the house, I when I re-upped my uh, my Xfinity thing, I had to switch it over to here, and so I decided to get Showtime for a change. Guess what? I'm going to switch back to HBO. Better catalog, just better cat, much, much, much better catalog. Better shows, better documentaries. I, I, I agree. When the free subscription period ends, I think I will be uh, downloading more HBO shows than I was before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, I, you know, I, I, I'll, yeah. you know, I don't mind paying for that because they're documentaries and they're, uh, they're premier, you know, the shows that they do, that they make for themselves, yeah. that are HBO shows, they're great. They're do, really good. Do watch Westworld. Don't watch The Leftovers. There's my HBO yeah, drama I stuff. Watch a little bit of The Leftovers. My cousin keeps telling me to watch Westworld. Yeah. I, my problem is I'm so enamored of the original movie. I know. It's a, yeah, you know. It, it's an interesting and different modern take. I just listen. If you like Ed Harris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well then he's like central figure, man. His, his, his uh, portrayal of Pollock. Uh huh. Yeah, he's great. Movie. His, That's great. Listen, he's he has great. never he has never delivered a bad performance, and this You're is right. no exception. You'll love his character in this. Yeah, he's like Robert Duvall. Yeah, I'll, if he's in it, I'll watch it. He's in it. He's in it, yeah. and he's a prominent. I, I mean, what else? No, they're not going to cast him as the janitor. He's a central and important All right, character. I'll give it, all right, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. The fuck else I got to do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> knit, knit yourself a doily while you're watching it. So technically, Yo, multitasking. Here comes the heat. It's going to be a hundred degrees in Phoenix every day this week. Suckers! I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, we're inside with the AC. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. That's the whole thing. We're inside with the AC. We're going to have to start because everybody has to stay at home. I'm interested to see um, what happens with the power grid. I, d- I don't. I don't. No, no, because the, while people were at work, they weren't. They didn't have their home ACs off. But half the businesses are off or scaled back. So yeah, but that's, the businesses, believe it or not, they're they've turned up the temperature, but they're still on. They can't turn it off because it'll mold the building. Sure. So, right. to, so it's still running. 
the electricity is still Ever. running, but everybody's at home. Most people will turn do it yeah, the other way. It's, it's less. You have a it's in, yeah, in it's totality gonna, because when people go to work, like uh, for most people, they still got you know mom and the kids or somebody's at home. The the AC isn't off when you're going out to work yeah. and, and everything. So it's it's not like half of the electricity is being used, but it's less less electricity, yeah. less of everything. Well, I mean, you remember, you know, there was a couple of shows ago I was saying, you know, any minute now the First Amendment's going to come into play, the right of free association. Yeah, that didn't take long. I was looking at the California beaches. Do you see these videos from Southern California? Mm-mm. Oh, people no. flock to the beach. But in San Diego, okay, they weren't allowed. And apparently, you know, a couple of people said, fuck you, I'm going to the beach. And the police were there and they arrested a couple of people, you know, the beaches are closed. You're not allowed to be on the beach. That's the law right now. And, of course, you know, there were some jackwads who were like, fuck you, freedom, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, I've got my gun. It's tucked into the back of my bathing suit and, you know, this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, they, they there were like four or five of them total probably that I saw. And, of course, they get arrested. The news cameras are there. They spew out some sort of don't tread on me type mantra just long enough for the local news cameras to ensure that Fox at all can use the clips as examples of, you know, Democratic governor overreach, you know, taking away their constitutional rights to break the law. (laughs) They're taking away my my constitutional right to do whatever I want to do. How dare they? How dare they do that? What you think that taking away my right, okay, is more important than the safety of everybody else? Who do you think you are, Mister? <laughs> some uh, some things that I think are going to be interesting. You know, they're talking about opening up restaurants. Well, for one thing, what do you do about menus, paper menus? I don't know. What, what about them? oh I oh know. I see like disposable menus. Yeah, the other thing is, I mean. You're, they're gonna, people are going to have to come up with, with interesting ways to do that. A reusable menu that can be wiped down, plastic covers on the menu. Yeah, well, they they got the plastic covers on them, anything. I don't think that's Sanitized, so much. Of, you know, when you go, you, you get takeout food, you get the little, you get the setup, but it's all plastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, restaurants are going to now have machines. This is going to be the new machine. Watch this. I just thought of this. Where in the back, because we used to have a Tower Records, we used to have a resealing machine. So mm-hmm. you would um, a reseal, a reseal that, the menus. Yeah, yeah, you could reseal the vinyl and make it new again. Essentially, you right. play it once. And they're going to be able to do that. They wash the silverware, then they'll have a, a machine that packages them automatically into a sanitized bag or some shit. Last time I was at Chili's or somewhere, they had the the iPads on the table, and it was the yeah, menu, and I, you just you just swipe through and you order. Right there from the thing, and it goes back to the kitchen, and then they bring it to you, and you yeah. know you pass it around or something, or they had more than one, but that's all, and then you wipe that thing down. You know, right. it's handy wipes. Are, handy wipes are the shit now, oh, man. And I'm sitting on them. I just I wish I could get some alcohol. And the, <laughs> actually, although I, I got a giant bottle of gin, I should just start spraying things with that. <laughs> hey, there you go, Everclear, baby. Right. Clear spray. Absinthe. <laughs> nah, not Abs- the absinthe. Don't go absinthe. crazy. That's absinthe. for disinfecting on the inside, like the president said. Well, absinthe <laughs> makes the COVID grow fonder. 
<laughs> Never I'm, mind. See, who's going to start making the custom-designed face masks? Already, wanna, they, they've already been out there. Masks. Go on Amazon. They've been out there for a long time, actually, thanks uh-huh. to the Japanese fashion face masks for years now. Sure. Hey, here, here's a headline I saw the other day. Saw this one coming. Mm-hmm. Drive-in movie theaters poised for a comeback amid coronavirus. Yep. I've always loved them. Some of my fondest memories and memories. <laughs> Is that what the kids are? Yeah, let's just skip right by that memory. Uh, from you know the drive-in, you know a lot of these kids don't know the pleasure. Yeah, over at, uh, fucking on Sunrise at the the swap meet, the swap shop. Yeah, I've yeah. been there several times for drive-in movies. It's it's yeah. uh, it's great fun. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it never went out of fashion. I got a great car for the drive-in also because it's just got these giant untinted windows. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. perfect. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the reclining seats and the, mm-hmm. the stereo system that matter now because you, you get yeah. it through the radio and shit. Comfy car. Fill it up yeah. with snacks. You don't even need the snack bar snacks, man. I'll take my own. What am I going to do? Go to the snack bar and stand in line with a bunch of, you No, know. what they need is waitress service for okay. like really good food. Right. You know, cooked food right there. They should have a grill, like when you go to, when you go to like the Four Seasons restaurant, you know, and when he's, you know, Le Cirque or something like that, and they, they make the salad right next to your table. That's what they should do, is a, a movable grill, and they grill right next to your table or something. Sure, well, all these uh, places like Sonic and other Starhop um, places are coming back in, too. Oh, yeah. The drive-in the, restaurant. The, uh, yeah, the, the girls on roller skates skating yeah. around. That there you, there you go. Girls on roller skate. You know, baby. I almost girls on roller. I almost took that job. And you know what, <laughs> what stopped me from being a roller skating waiter server? It, it's too far away. Or I don't want to have to drive a fucking hour <laughs> to work my roller skate job. Yeah. Well, into money, crude oil. <laughs> At one point last week, uh, I believe it was on Monday, because spot month for, was uh, May. And the final day for delivery was Tuesday. It literally went to negative $37 a barrel, which means there was a point at which these people and, and each contract is a thousand barrels of oil. So $37, okay, for a thousand contracts means they'll pay you. Thirty-seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars to take the oil off their hands, right? Because the storage, because the storage is costing them more than that. Yeah. They, well, there's no, right. there is no place. No, they right. don't have any place to store it. I, I know. I drove by a gas station the other day uh, with a big sign out front saying, uh, "You know, uh, interested in our, our pre-sale arrangement? Help us store. Our, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> help man. us store our gas. We will." Uh, tell, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I used to work in the crude pit. In the when when there was an actual trading pit, like you know, from uh, from uh, you know what is uh, the the uh, trading places, you know, the Eddie Murphy movie, that final scene, mm-hmm. that trading floor, that's where the crude pit was. I was down there in '87 when the markets crashed. Right now, fortunes, fortunes, and I mean, fortunes are being made in the blink of an eye. In the blink. Of an eye. If you had ten contracts, just ten, and you were short, okay, on a week ago Friday and came in on Monday and then bought them back again at the mm-hmm. new price, okay, you made half a million dollars practically. Because each tick is worth ten dollars. So it's a thousand dollars, it's a hundred thousand dollars per tick, <laughs> or ten thousand per tick. People were making fortunes. 
On the upside, of course, <coughs> Halliburton slashes costs after posting $1 billion loss. Yeah! <laughs> you fuckers, fuck you. All right, Dick Cheney, fuck you. So, you know, all these drilling companies, man, what about those employees? Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck oh, what people. is this? What is this entitlement? What is this? And they're entitled to a job. What's this entitlement I keep hearing about? Yeah. 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 Live by the barrel, die by the right, barrel. Something right. That. Seriously. Didn't hear you saying anything when everybody else was was in pain. Right. But it was all was a barrel. Fuck you. When are we going to start that, uh, you know, buggy whip factory subsidy? There you keep, go. Keep That's those right. guys going. Yeah. That obsolete well, transportation method. Yeah, and, it, and literally, it took one month, okay, for this to happen. Smog <laughs> skies allowed Germany to break record for solar power. They produced more solar power in a day than any country has ever produced, ever. They did it, you know, and it only took one month of people mm-hmm. not driving around, and they mm-hmm. were able to do that. That's why electric cars mm-hmm. are a good thing. Electric cars enable you to get more solar power, which enable you to use less fossil fuels. See how that works? You fucking dickheads. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, we should get behind that whole coal-powered automobile, uh, you know, that Robert Russia, Fulton was talking about. Well, China is now firing up the coal plants again because they want to get their economy raging. So we'll see how that goes. Wall Street is basically the only casino that's still operating now. There are no other casinos. Wall Street's it. You know these fucking degenerate gamblers, or you know all of them. They're into that shit anyway. I mean, all these professional poker players from way back when went on to be options traders anyway. You know, but um, you know now you know that these guys are basically they're just staring at their their you know TD Ameritrade screen. Itchy fingered and all that thing. I thought it was interesting. The S and P had its best week since two thousand and nine. Okay. Meanwhile, twenty six million people filed for unemployment. <laughs> what? What the fuck? There's talk about a a like a, a complete lack of of reality. I mean, there there's two different worlds out there. There's like the Wall Street these numbers world, and then there's like. The real fucking world where people have to eat food and shit. (laughs) You know, I thought, uh, you know, because here in Florida, we're number one, as always. I mean, you know, you hear states say something, you know, Alabama or Mississippi. They're like, yeah, we're fucked up. And then Ron DeSantos comes along and goes, hold my beer. (laughs) Okay. The worst unemployment rollout for all these new things is over half a million people in Florida filed for unemployment. All right. And the, the system completely broke down. Completely. So what does he do? You're going to love this. Ron DeSantos blamed Rick Scott, the previous governor. Right. That's total Donald Trump thing. This is what Donald Trump does with, with Obama. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. my fault. The cupboards were bare when I got here. So let me see if I got this straight. You only noticed just now that the cupboards were bare? Or did you notice that the cupboards were bare three years ago and decided to do nothing about it, figuring, who cares? If nothing happens, I didn't have to spend the money. And if something does happen, I can always blame it on him. This is what Ron DeSantis did. Except, here's the interesting thing. Rick Scott is now a Republican senator from the great state of Florida. He's a senator now. Mm -hmm. 
this guy, this piece of shit. Just piece of shit. Grifter. Yeah, total grifter. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. On man, fucking snake oil salesman. Literally in the healthcare industry. Yeah, he's a yeah, yeah. He's a record setter. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, how come Rick Scott hasn't had anything to say about that? He's in government right now. I understand Obama just kind of laughing at at Trump because who the fuck doesn't at this point? But you've got the current Republican governor of Florida blaming the previous Republican governor from Florida, who's now a senator from the state of Florida, okay, for the fuck up. We, he called it a real clunker. It's a real clunker. Yeah. Thanks, guys. This is, the, this is now the new thing. It's the blame game. This is what they do now. This is mm -hmm. it. thought this was interesting. Real quick, Senator Tom Cotton, this guy, fucking Cotton. My favorite. Yeah, he's another piece of shit. He's sending a bill to the floor, to the Senate floor. And what it, what it seeks to do is allow American citizens to sue China for the mishandling, intentionally or otherwise, uh, mishandling the spread of uh, COVID-19. This is pretty much similar to what, uh, what took place. There was a bill that finally passed that allowed families of 9-11 victims to sue Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Okay. In court now, they, I'm not sure if you can sue if this is in criminal court, but I think it's in civil court. Yeah. Let me get this straight. You want to sue China for this? Let me ask you something. By that token, okay, can't I simply sue the American government for the same thing for mishandling? You're saying it's mishandling mm -hmm. that they had done a better job, less people would have died, you wouldn't have lost as much income. You're saying that's because of China. Can what, I, if I, what if I determine that it's because of America? Can I sue us? Can no. I, right? Can I sue the spring breakers that were not social I, distancing because they yeah, spread well, it? That's it. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think it's interesting. This is really, we're going to be seeing a lot of this. We'll talk about Trump later on. I want to just get, get this out of the way real quick before we get some serious groove here. I love your set. Love Thank your you. Set. I, I appreciate that. I, that's why it took so long putting it together. It's like it wasn't. I got it in the nick of time on Saturday. Yeah. But it, the minute I heard it, I sent you that text. I was yeah. like, sweet. Thank you. But I want to get this out of the way. New York, this whole thing about New York City, because basically, you know, McConnell didn't put the money to reimburse uh, state and local governments for the enormous expenditures due to the coronavirus. Okay? That was one of the things that they wanted. And McConnell said, we'll get to that in the next part. The minute they pass this part, McConnell then says, I think that the states, you know, should consider filing for bankruptcy. Okay? And de Blasio brought out the 1975 uh, Daily News headline, Ford to City, you know, drop dead, is what he said when, when they were in a crisis. All right? States traditionally have a balanced budget amendment in them, so they have to balance their own budgets. And he's like, oh, it's a blue state bailout. At which point, Cuomo goes on TV and goes, let me see if I got this straight. New York, which gives more money to the federal government than it gets back, is, a ba is getting bailed out. But Kentucky, which gets more money from the government than it puts in, that's okay. Mm -hmm. So basically, we want to get bailed out once, but you and you're saying no. At the same time, you're saying it's okay for you guys to get bailed out year after year after mm -hmm. year. Hey, it's McConnell. Fuck you. All right? Let me tell you. And there's, I saw another, Brett Stevens wrote a, uh, an op-ed for the New York Times. You know, the rest of the country, 
um, doesn't have to abide by New York rules. Hey, guess what, Brett? Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it, it absolutely does. Let me tell you something. What happens when the rest of the country says, we're going to gradually open up? And, you know, New York will, will, will just, you know, you can't leave New York. And if you go to New York, you know, you, we don't want you coming back <laughs> or something like that. All right. What happens when we're fine? You're not. And we tell you to go fuck yourself. What happens when we decide on Wall Street that we are going to rate your municipal bonds in Lexington, Kentucky as junk status? You fuck. <laughs> All right. Seriously, I, I love it when Cuomo goes, you're worried about the stock market? Watch how watch it drop through the floor after New York decides to New York State just files for bankruptcy. You want to see the market crash? That's when the market crashes. He's just stupid. He is an asshole. And if we're lucky, he's going to lose in the fall. He's going to lose. His opponent, who is like this fighter pilot, you know, this chick who's a fighter pilot, she's actually got a bigger war chest right now than he does. Please, oh Lord in heaven. Now they're worried. You notice that he's not doing his thing anymore. We'll talk about that later. But I, there were there were two um, interesting uh, posts that I saw. Which which ones are they? Here's one. I got to find one of them. At some point or other, it's going to pop up here. There were like people were tweeting interesting things. Here's one it says, "Dear protesters." You all realize that people in New York City have been holed up in tiny-ass apartments the size of your car garage for twice as long as you guys have. They don't have any beaches, and most of them don't know what a porch is. Restaurants being shut down means most of them have to cook in kitchens that are built for instant ramen at best. Almost nobody has a car, so they can't hoard toilet paper like you fuckers or escape to a nearby town to take a walk in a park or by a lake. Yet, they're all making silly videos on Facebook, shouting thanks to healthcare workers at 7 p.m. every day, while you motherfuckers block the paths to hospitals, and they're coming together like a community to defeat this thing despite going through hell. You know why? Because you guys are a bunch of fucking pussies. You snowflake-ass motherfucking pieces of shit need to whine about your rights getting trampled on because the government is telling you, what to do with your bodies? Seriously? Fuck puke in my mouth. And all those guns and ammo vests and shit? What the fuck are you going to shoot? The virus? The doctors? Put the fucking guns away, you psychopathic, insecure asshats. Go the fucking side and stay there and stop fucking protesting. Goodbye. <laughs> I, th I thought that was funny. And the, the one that I saw that was the best, that, that really hit home for me, it said... The next time someone says New Yorkers are mean or rude, remember how millions of us calmly stayed in our tiny apartments for months to stop the bread of the virus, while Southerners and Midwesterners were selfish, cold-hearted little shits who tried to storm their Capitol buildings, which is exactly what happened. We've been you've been talking about this for ages. Arm yourself, hippie. Right, and uh, right. the one uh, I saw. Um it was just a meme in, in, the, in the spirit of what uh, you're talking about there. And it had a picture of one of these guys. It's like, it's not a gun protest, so what did you bring that for? But the, uh, the caption underneath, it said, um, wouldn't you know that the doomsday preppers were the first ones to break under quarantine? Yes! Yeah. yes! They're the first ones! These are the people! Yeah, that yeah. supposedly have stockpiles of canned goods. 
Right, yeah. And bottled and water and filters and all the survivalist gear that are supposed to be practiced at living off of the grid, but the grid put, gets put on pause for a little while, and they have conniptions. Well, I'll finish off with this because what I, what I, what I said is it reminded me of how I have felt on every single New Year's Eve, no matter where I was living in the world, no matter what time zone I was living in, okay? For me... It's officially January 1st, okay, when somebody in Times Square tells me it is. That's New Year's Eve, okay? When Dick Clark says it's New Year's Eve from Times Square, that's when it's New Year's Eve for the whole fucking planet. You can shoot off all the fireworks you want in Sydney Harbor or from places in Hong Kong or from the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Sorry, it's New York, okay, when somebody in Times Square says it is. In other words... America ain't going to reopen until New York City says it can, you motherfuckers. Because we, okay, we say what goes on around this bitch. We're what matters up in this motherfucker. Okay. okay? That's what I'm saying right now. And, and Donald Trump has done a remarkable job of basically abdicating his New York status. He's officially a Florida resident now at this point. He can, you know, I said a couple shows ago, I said, I, I don't think I can ever forgive him for what he's doing. I, I, it's certain. I can't. I, I can't forgive him. He's, he will never be forgiven for this. And Republicans, I will never forgive the Republicans who are, you know, McConnell, blue state bailout. I got your blue state bailout. Hanging low, motherfucker. Connell, what a piece of shit he is. All right. You know what? That's enough of that. All right. You know what I want? I want more, you to tell me about the groove and bring me into it, baby. More groove. Well, we'll kick it off with, uh, with a classic, a sing-along song, you know, from an ensemble, uh, you know, band uh, led by, uh, by Eminem. You're very familiar with him. It's D12 on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. I can do talk-ups when I'm controlling it. <laughs> With a trick up his sleeve Pull up on you like Christopher Reeves I can't describe the vibe I get When I drive by six people and five I hit Aw oh, shit, I started a marsh pit Squashed a bitch and stomped the foster kids These rooms make me hallucinate And I sweat till I start losing weight Till I see dumb shit start happening Drumming that vanilla ice trying to rap again So bounce, bounce, come on, bounce I said, come on, bounce Everybody in the house with a half an ounce Not weed, I make coke, I'm acid down We don't want shit, better ask around D12 throws the bomb and dash in town Cause all your mom is passing out Get her ass on the couch before she crashes out Come on. Fuck that, someone help the nod He's upstairs naked with a weapon drawn <laughs> Hey Vine, you see me stepping on these leprechauns? They gotta be acid cause the X is gone Yeah, I took them all gone with some Parmesan And I think my arm is gone Y'all probably numb, young, dumb, and full of cum And I think he about to swallow his tongue <laughs> Scary ass, it was a false alarm You think about to die when I just got on? Well, stop acting stupid You so high that you might wake up with a guy on some new shit Yeah, I think I did too much This substance Equals cuts, red pills, blue pills, and, and green, big pills, masculine. I take a couple of us, I down a couple downers, but nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple pills. I've been to Marshall Mountain, once or twice, but who's counting? But nothing compares. 
lady. Now I got a strangle with yeah, I pop four weeks at one time, and I don't need water when I'm swallowing mine. Hey, you got it true. This bizarre smoke crap. We can't get jobs because our arms show trash. Whatever you niggas think I rap, we do it just to get your company hijacked. And if you like smack, then I might too. I just want to get high like you. And I don't give a damn if they're white or blue. Speed shrooms down the volumes. Even smoke weed out of vacuums. I just cop some, and I'm going back soon. I take a couple offers. I down a couple downers. But nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple pills. I've been to Mushroom Mountain. Once or twice, but who's counting? But nothing compares to these blue and yellow purple pills. I'm at a rave looking like a slave. High off chronic. Tending tonic, demonic. Body smell like vomit. Pussy popping, acid dropping. Dope heady guy. Heroin, masculine, pencil legs. Wanna try? You know you want it in your 
anybody know what the situation is? I think we can uh, we can talk over this part over here towards the end. I, I think it's made for that. We're live, so that's that. There, Pandora spat that out once as I was driving around. Can you imagine? Like I'm feeling good. It's a beautiful Florida day, and I'm driving around, and and this comes out of my Pandora. And now the um, I, at first I thought, and it, it is at my. I mean that melody that you hear, that piano melody. That's uh, that starts shooting by by little people. Little people is this dude. His name is Laurent Laurent Clerk, and he's an Anglo Swiss. Uh, he's another one of these uh, producer DJ. Uh, and, sure. and, and certainly, in, in his particular case, I will I will give him the title mixologist. Uh, people like him sure. are musical mixologists, where uh, you know he must sit there with a lot of stubble on his face and a and coffee next to his his uh, his equipment, because uh, you know he's one of these guys like Moby, where he can play keyboards and all these instruments, and yeah. uh, and and so that track, that melody, little people are. Um, 
start shooting i was very familiar with so so this track comes on and i'm thinking oh it's a remix of a song i already like so let me listen to it but i had no idea it was going to go where it went the american the americana mix is the one that ironically features neil young who's canadian but whatever that song's called the americana mix that um (laughs) that has heart of gold woven in there and so i was already really familiar with that melody that yeah those kinds of people he reminds me of the guy who's uh who runs a quantic soul orchestra a guy Uh out of columbia same kind of dude man he goes all over the place he plays a whole bunch of instruments he likes to meld a whole bunch of genres into groovy shit well it was like hearing it because i always loved that song growing up when i was a little kid heart of gold which is and and it just uh you know made me you know hear it again for the first time it was a wonderful uh I don't know, um, reimagining of it, uh, if you will. Um, and, and before that, speaking of reimagining, uh, my, my short little story about this, as I told you uh, and the audience uh, many times, that I used to get these boxes, these long cylindrical boxes of CDs from the record labels. Uh, shout out to Barbara Fairbairn out there who hooked that up for me from uh, BMI and ASCAP and all that stuff. And... Um, so I was lazy and spoiled, so I wasn't going to like, and it was pre-internet. So if a CD, I was listening to stuff based on if the cover looked cool to me. Sure. Yeah. And I, you know, it wasn't like I was going to go, you know, we had billboard magazines and everything, but I was going to research everything. I would grab, like when the box would come in, I would grab a few interesting looking covers and stuff. How them. would you research it? Right. Right. Without Google. I would just stick, there, stick them in my bag, stick them in my car and listen to it. And I was enjoying this particular CD, this, uh, this methods of mayhem. I was enjoying this particular CD because the whole CD is listenable. Do you want to talk about all over the place? Yeah. Uh, well, it was, uh, with it. I, this I know. It was a long time before somebody told me, you know, that's Tommy Lee. You yeah. know, I'm like, huh? What? Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I never disliked him in the first place, but, uh, you know, finding that no, out. He's, was, it's like one of those things like Ice Tea. Ice, uh, yeah, Vanilla Ice. Ice Tea. Yeah. You know, with, with his band as well, you know, Death Count and whatever. You know, you, you, you know these people, they, they go off into some interesting places. Yeah, Tommy Lee does a whole bunch of shit. Well, uh, I saw some some documentary that he was involved in. That's how I found out about Methods of Mayhem. It it so. uh, it surprised the hell out of me. Talk about, I mean, a very it's fresh, a it was very fresh sound. Every track on there was very listenable. And yeah. that album featured uh, the likes of Fred Durst, Crystal Method, Kid Rock, Snoop Dogg, Lil' Kim, George Clinton, and Mixmaster yeah. Mike. So he has uh, quite the Rolodex that he, uh, yeah. that he you know, he brought did a lot me. of that. They, they showed bits and pieces of him at some point. He has like a base a recording studio in mm-hmm. his house. Okay. And they were showing a bunch of people showing up. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool shit, man. So uh, a band we, we'll probably hear more tracks from uh, uh, NYPC. Uh, that's New York New Young Pony Club. Now they they go by NYPC now, and I've been a fan yeah. of theirs for so long that I'm still calling them New Young Pony Club, uh, featuring the true contralto vocals of uh, of Tahita Bulmer. Uh, half Trinidadian, half uh, English uh, lead singer of the New Young Pony Club there. Yeah, it's great London based. I'd never heard of them. It's great they, they've got another more popular song called Ice Cream. If I played that, you'll probably hear You'll recognize it from commercials or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but for this particular set, I thought Chaos 
would uh, would be the the appropriate song to follow up <laughs> purple pills because after you uh, attend one of those parties like the ones described <laughs> in yeah, this, your in, mind is in, in the chaos. classic purple pills <laughs> and the, what follows next is says uh, is, is certainly chaos so I don't have to tell anybody about uh, Eminem and D12 and purple That's pills a great although song. the they you know D12 is where they use their alter egos and Slim Shady was the the Eminem alter ego that he brought to the to the band D12 uh, the Dirty Dozen, and uh, and and there you go with that. I, I love that song. There's, you know, the there are certain rap songs that I can sing or that I consider sing along anthems. You know, like yeah, Rapper's Delight. Everybody knows the Skype. I could tell that, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and this this was a a song that was a fun song that everybody just loved <laughs> loved to I learn was, the lyrics. I was of. having fun with it because with the little camera thingy. Mm-hmm. You know, on the computer, it's mm-hmm. like now I, you know, you see them when they make these videos, you know, when they get really in close and that far and it's mm-hmm. all with the beat. I was like, you know, I look like a schmuck, but guess what? No more of a schmuck than these people doing these videos, you know, going no. hard on the beat. and bah! It's a great song, man. Sure. I mean, that's, it's a, I look, I told you the very good second song. I heard that set, I told you yeah. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it, it took a long time because it just wasn't like... I, I I replaced several songs Yo, several time times. Well spent, bro. It, it wasn't time coming together. Well it was. It didn't feel good, you know. Yeah, well, it does now. You know. All right, now it does. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Trump and a virus. This is this is one of these things. And and there's there's almost you know where do you start? But I, I will say this. You know, I called you a week ago. Exactly one week ago today. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And I call I called you and I said, Are you watching this press conference? This is the most I've never seen anything quite like it before. I said between the press conference <laughs> What is that, pure alcohol? <laughs> Hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'm cleaning my doing? insides out. There you go, baby. Ninety nine point nine nine percent. First, you know, first, I went out this morning and I got some UV rays inside of me. I, I, <laughs> I want to tell you, I'll show you a picture of how I do that. I have yeah, to stand where, upside down and spread like an eagle. And then, where do you where do you start with this shit? But that's the thing. I told you, I was like, this is the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. So this was because the one like, doing, where he was yeah, telling people doing. to drink uh, bleach. Yeah, right, yeah, but that. Well, here's the interesting thing about that. Okay, the first thing I thought of was, ask me no questions and I'll tell you no lies. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pointed out a while ago, I, can't, I said, uh, because it, on that, that briefing that I called you about, I said general, it was General Semonite. He was, uh, he's one of these generals that's in charge of a bunch of shit. And I said he gave a Charlie McCarthy-esque performance. Because basically the president kept telling him what to say. You know, say he was like standing right there saying it and then mm-hmm. this general would say it. Into the microphone, I thought it was a shameful, you know, exercise, the, the most shameful I had seen yet. And I said, it's a... Uh, Enough to make you an anti-Semonite? <laughs> I said that it was the most shameful episode of what has become a daily sycophantapalooza, mm-hmm. which is followed by the press corps trolling of President Trump in real time. Yeah. And each night... He transforms right before our eyes into the person who obsequiously laughs at the punchline no soap radio. Mm-hmm. And he does so because he knows the supporters will think he's laughing with them, not right. at them. They've been trolling him. The mm-hmm. press has been basically trolling him. It's you know, it's as if he doesn't know how video works. Right. And every night, night after night for the last month, 
<clears throat> they have basically been goading him into providing B-Real for all the campaign ads that are going to be coming out during the summer. Mm. I mean, he just gave them more than they could ever have hoped for. And I, you know, now he's not going to do it anymore. He, he sent out a tweet. Why even bother doing this? They just, they're, they're mean people. These are mean, but they're treating him so mean. Yeah. They're so mean. All right. But I was thinking to myself, if I were a member of the press corps, the White House press corps, I would get together beforehand. Okay. And, and make a pact that once he opens it up for questions, every single person in the press corps, Okay. First of all, I think it'd be great if nobody asked a question. They just sat there and didn't ask anything. <laughs> no, yeah, anything. Nah. You'd have like the person from Fox. You'd have the person from America First News or you know America One New One America News or whatever that fucking bullshit is. Okay? Yeah, One America Network. Own One America Network. You'd have them, and then nobody else. But here's the thing that I thought would be good is if all the people in the uh, in the the press room at the time, all the reporters. When he opens up the questions, every single one of them said, I have a question for Dr. Fauci and only Dr. Fauci. I uh-huh. want to hear – I have a question for the Dr. Fauci. I have a question for Dr. Burks. You, it's amazing. You can't – you know, now the Surgeon General is a fucking Charlie McCarthy at this point. Mm-hmm. You know? And after he did this fucking, you know, drink, drink, you know, Lysol shit – <laughs> All right, and then the next day was like, oh, I was just being sarcastic. Sarcastic, yeah, uh, yeah right. It's like you said, he doesn't know we have video of it. Yeah, immediately, what you see are all of his lemmings online saying, "Oh, come on, this is ridiculous. Nobody believed him when he said that. I was just kidding." And I had a friend of mine who, you know, who posted something like that. You guys are out of your minds, and all of the other people who support Trump are like, this is bullshit. I don't know any Republican. None of my hardcore conservative friends went out and started drinking Lysol. It's just bullshit. That's no, no, because everyone said. And, yeah, that's exactly what he said. Everyone, exactly what he said. Everyone knows he's crazy, and here's what was going on in his crazy head. I'm a super genius, and I'm going to cure the virus that no one else can think about curing because I'm going to have an idea that no one in history never thought of before, and that is drink the disinfectant. No one ever thought of this. That's why he kept looking to the doctors. He was expecting to hear them, to have them look up and go, oh, my God, why didn't we at medical school think of that? Burks sitting there, like literally, you can see it. She, I was expecting a scene from Scanners to happen. She, I was literally expecting no, head to fucking explode. She was right there. She was building her gallows in her mind. She was committing she Harry Carey. The following day, they, he must have just sent her out there like like Nixon pushing away the Attorney General. You yeah. know that famous scene when he just shoves him away before he gets on uh, Marine One. He must he must be forced. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to be an actual doctor, somebody who cares about science, and having to basically suck it up. And I wrote to my friend, you know, I had sworn off saying anything. Yeah. To any of these comments, uh-huh. but I. I decided this was going to be the one time, and I said, so basically, during a briefing about a national health crisis, President Trump didn't really mean what he said. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying? He's out there joking. He's telling jokes. Yeah, and now, 
all of these memes are popping up with, you know, if you pump vitamin C, this is a, you know, into the body. And along with this, it actually does make a disinfectant. So they're, they're trying to do that. I was like, who is, what is it? Who is this? Dr. Vinny Boom Bots over here. That's who's, that's who he's fucking listening to. He's like, he's got the same doctors, Rodney Dangerfield. Dr. Vinny, Dr. Welcher, wonderful doctor. Gave a guy six months to live. Couldn't pay his bill. Gave him another six mm-hmm. months. Put him back. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's leadership for lemmings who suffer from Dunning-Kruger. Did you, did you, I, I saw a great meme. It's got like a bottle of scotch, except mm-hmm. it's Dunning-Kruger scotch. When you think you know it all, when you think you've got what it takes to be a doctor, Dunning-Kruger is smooth. Dunning-Kruger scotch whiskey. (laughs) That was great. Here's the thing. You know, he's now saying he's not going to do this no more. Okay. What happens when, you know, what's next? Okay. He's not going to allow himself to be trolled by the White House press corps on a nightly basis. So get ready for it. Next squirrel. There's a squirrel. I told you last year at some point or another, I said Iran, great squirrel for him. The terrorist thing, the Middle East, Iran, it's a great squirrel for him. He can basically push that button and go, aha, international thing. Pay attention to that. You have to wonder what he's going to do if he doesn't do these press conferences anymore. Oh, excuse me briefings these are coronavirus briefings he's going to bring up iran biden his twitter rages ought to be just epic and i'm curious because at some point or another he is an adulation addict he's a junkie straight up fucking junkie he's an adulation addict he needs it he craves it he joneses for it he's got a monkey on his back and that monkey's going to get big you got to ask where and when is will be First rally. He's, he can't not have a rally. He has to have a rally. He's going to have a rally. Oh, he'll have some kind of a Zoom rally or some kind of an on. Some state, county, city, wherever, is going to allow him to do it. They're going to allow him to do it. Georgia. And gonna, yeah, wherever. Well, Georgia's open. He, they're back yeah, open. So. Don't get him nothing. Don't get him nothing. He needs to do these rallies in states like Michigan and Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania. In Florida, he needs to do them in places, maybe Arizona. Good. Okay, where it's Good. close. Good. Good. Well, obviously, we've all been sitting around, as I said on the last show, I don't want to engage in schadenfreude. On the other hand, there is a nod to Darwinism taking place. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and, and this is the one thing I want to bring up, because, you know, I sent you those uh, those. Those videos from the uh, the Lincoln Legacy lapdog labradoodle mm. the fuckers doing a little they were doing a conference okay from Cooper Union of all places Cooper Union is where Abraham Lincoln gave his speech in New York City okay down by St Mark's okay and asked to play and you know asked to place down there but but Cooper Union's at St Mark's St Mark's place that is where uh, Abraham Lincoln gave the speech that he said for years after that, he said that speech that night, that's, that's what made me president. That speech was immediately written down, printed up, and then sent out all over the country. So within days, everybody saw the speech he made at Cooper Union. And what most people don't know, this is an interesting little tidbit for you out there, 
Okay, he didn't actually wear a, a uh, stovepipe hat up until that day. That day it was snowing. It started to snow very heavily in New York that day, and he went, I guess, across the street from the Cooper Union at the time was a haberdasher and a hat maker, and he went and he bought his first stovepipe hat at that that day, and then at Cooper Union gave the speech that night. These Lincoln legacy motherfuckers, man, fuck you, fuck you, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? Because I'm starting to hear it now. I finally heard it. I sent you the Samantha B thing with uh, Michael Lewis. You know, the, the author Michael Lewis, he wrote, he's written all these books. He wrote one about the pandemic. He wrote, you know, lots of baseball stuff, which I love. But he said, you know, this isn't about Trump. This is, this, is a, this is the culmination of 40 years, which is what I said and have been saying over and over and over again. Okay? Where were you guys back in, you know, this guy Steve Schmidt. I listen to him on TV now, and I agree with him. And I, I think it's good. But let me see if I got this straight. I shouldn't chastise you for being tardy. I should give you kudos for having shown up at all. Go fuck yourself. You're the guy who ran a campaign with Sarah Palin on the ticket. You fucking <laughs> years ago. You, you what? What? That's that's it. That's like another time and place. He was another. It was a different Republican Party back then. No, it wasn't. No, it really wasn't. It was the same Republican Party. Here's the thing, and and this is what. I really want to get to today and just make sure that I get out there because right now, what, what happened recently, and, and most people weren't paying attention to this, but I brought it up on the last show. I said that there was language in some sort of, uh, you know, uh, international letter that was going to come out in coordination with the World Health Organization. And all these countries signed off on it. You know, to send it out there saying, look, this is where we all stand. We know it sucks, blah, blah, blah. But there was language that Trump wanted in this the letter that nobody else wanted in there. You know, China. It was some sort of China, whatever. China, so the China was, virus. So yeah. as a result of that, okay, he, they, it fell through. Well, they had a meeting, these very same countries. They did a, uh, you know, a, a teleconference thing. And it was basically, you know... The countries that are in like the G8 or the G20 or a whole bunch of these people, the, the, the major industrialized Western powers, Japan, Germany, blah, 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 England, blah, 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 Canada, blah, blah, blah. OK, you know, OK. But America wasn't in it. They weren't on the call. All the other major countries and industrialized nations were on this teleconference, but they excluded hmm. America from this and it got me to thinking, okay, what happens when the rest of the world starts to treat us like Trump's been treating them? We'll be the kid who loses a game and decides to take his ball and go home only to find out that everybody else yeah. has their own and would prefer it if you stayed home. Mm -hmm. Other countries are going to start banning civilian flights from America. Okay, what's it going to be like when China mm -hmm. says one day, sorry, I'm ban we're banning all, all civilian flights from America. Does, you know, basically it's the other way around. Well, China's a bad example because you really can't believe anything they say. But, I mean, that's the other thing. I, I, you know, here's the one thing I know for sure. All right? They basically shut down the city of Wuhan with 11 million people. Guess what? Just the other day, they shut down another city of 10 million. They're trying to tell us that they, you know, that, that they basically corralled the virus. Mm -hmm. You're telling me 
that in a country like China, China, that they managed, Shanghai didn't have an outbreak of hundreds of thousands of people. Get the fuck out of here. You know they're lying. But here's the thing. What happens when Europe says it? What happens when they start saying, well, if you want to fly anybody who's coming from the United States of America, okay, when you, you have to go into a 14-day quarantine immediately upon landing. Sure, you can go there and visit. But when you come back, you have to go into quarantine. What happens when that happens? Okay, what happens when Mexico suddenly says, yeah, you're right, we are going to pay for the wall. As a matter of fact, we're going to fucking build it too. Okay? I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I'm taking a picture. Okay, but I'm Mexico's going to... Goes on, they're going to pay for it. They're going to build it. They're going to tell. They're going to say, "Stay, stay there." This is what's going to happen, okay? And I, I brought this up. I, you know, Bill Maher, for years, has been talking about how Republicans live in the bubble. They're always in a bubble. Mm-hmm. It's a fact-free bubble. You know what? And he's always saying, you know, you got to get inside the bubble. There's got to be a way to get. In. Guess what? I'm quite happy with them being inside that bubble now. Yeah, want, self-isolating well, inside that bubble. Yeah. yeah. You know, can we make a bubble? Can we construct a, bit, a bubble big enough to cover the entire state of Georgia? We're, we're going to have to see signs in the restaurants. It's uh, no Republicans allowed uh, out of an abundance of caution. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. They should have, they should literally have like, you know what? Here it is. You know, if you've got bakeries where they're saying, well, I don't want to bake a cake for a gay couple's wedding. Mm-hmm. Here's one. I'm going to have a, uh, a restaurant where if you want to eat at my restaurant, okay, you have to show me your voter ID registration card, yeah. card that reads Democrat. Or just not Republican because independents aren't necessarily no. – no, no, yeah. no. You don't no. like those noncommittal no. bastards? Yeah. Fuck. Independence of pussies. All or right. Fuck yourself. Fucking fence-sitting cocksuckers. Pick a side, bitch. Okay? okay. Susan Collins. She's one of these people. She's, fuck you. Fuck you. Pick a fucking side. Okay? You can't be an independent. Nobody's independent. Not anymore. Not now. I don't want to hear about how you're an independent. All right. All right. You know? Fuck you. No, no. Democrat. You know? You want a blue state bailout? Bail this out, fuckwad. Motherfuckers. Okay. I feel good about that. I like the fact that I can vent just a little bit. Okay. A little bit. A little bit over here. You know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. I, could, I could see you got, you got an itchy trigger finger, don't you? I'm just making sure that everything is where it's supposed to be. Ready? But yeah, I, well, yeah I'm ready. It was, I wish we, I could say that I was back. born ready, but that's a lie. We could bring back more groove, though. It's going to be a good thing. I just suck my blues. You know, McConnell, <laughs> fuck you. Okay? New- yeah. America opens up when New York City says it does. And not one fucking second earlier. You can, you can have all the trappings of reopening. Okay? It may look like it. You can get a tattoo and then go bowling with your brand new, with your brand new haircut. You can do that. Okay? But America opens up when New York City says it does. With that having been said... We're going to get back to a little more groove on the Groovathon at SoFloRadio.com. Back in 
don't say yeah, don't say it down. Home of the original gun clappers. Out on the wrong corner, your shit'll get spun backwards. You got the forewarning the rules. Interact, risk of your own nana. Keep it gathered under the mattress. Shorty's running reckless from Philly to Texas. Surprising what niggas willing to do to get a necklace. Some emotions felt better left unexpressed at times. Niggas crying record longer than a guest list. Yes, I'd have seen things you wouldn't believe. Seen people reach levels thought they never achieved. Silhouettes waiting in the wings, ready to be. Thirsty sights, you need at least a buck to breathe. Come on, stick up, kid. They be out with tax. Most times they be sticking you without the gas. I still be on the grind when it all collapse. And if it's mine, where's mine? I'ma take it right back, nigga. Yeah, with the grind, 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 with the Give it here and don't say nothing. Just give it here, give it here. Don't say nothing. 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 Don't Like the rush I get in front of the band On stage with the planet in the palm of my hand When a brother transformed from anonymous man to the force Cause whoever might have thought I was playing I'm a flame some sinister shit The cold twist the slang thicker than big boy baby mom Sister pain beyond measure Relaxed under pressure You see the masterpiece But to me it's unperfected Give it here, get the records I'm off the handle Cut the check and go It better be as heavy as anvil Next joint coming All bets is canceled Nigga black egg Grand wizard chief financial We finna had a whole industry to stand still See me put the system on lock Like can't pill, so get with them endorsements and call reinforcements. Cause my clip come a four sizable portion. When the yeah. on down with the line, on, 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 with the niggas with big time, big time, yeah. Give it here, and don't say nothing, Seth. Give it here, give it here, don't say nothing, Seth. diary the squirrel is back again today it mocks me i will try and release my mind from this torment and groom myself for four hours i have been stalking an insect on the wall for the past three days now all of my attempts to capture it have been thwarted however today on further inspection i found out that the insect was in fact a thumbtack there is no logic in this place
Dear diary, it is three in the morning. The authorities have closed the door to the bedroom. I can only assume that they have forgotten about me and have left me here to die. As a last resort, I will stand post for the rest of the night and sing the song of my people in hopes that they rescue me.
deal like that. Charles Bradley, the world is going up in flames. That is for from uh, No Time for Dreaming came out in 2011 on Daptone Records. I played a bunch of Charles Bradley before. You know, the uh, Daptone and the uh, all those guys uh, out of Brooklyn. Unfortunately, Charles Bradley passed away in 2017. Those guys have been putting out uh, tons and tons of really, really great music. I played a ton of it before. Before that, the Invaders spacing out. From their album Spacing Out, it's their only record. It came out in 1969. Those cats are from Bermuda. And it's one of the uh, great um, digging through the crates finds from uh, this guy out in England, Jazzman, on Jazzman Records. He finds these one-of-a-kinds and puts together um, compilations of them. And they are fantastic. His YouTube site, Jazzman Records, is a treasure trove of groove. It's It's... I'll never run out of groove on this. I, I, I literally, I could probably play two, two tracks from his site on every single show, never replay one, and every single one of them would absolutely clear the, clear the bar for the groove at time. Before that, I've been, I've been wanting to play this because I remember we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, the, the band, the, the kids sound like Zeppelin. Yes, um, and I can't think of their name. Yeah, I can't remember that name. It'll, it'll come to me. Keep talking, it'll turn Yeah, but the, uh, the, the song in there is from a band called Orang Utan. Okay. <laughs> okay, the song's called Chocolate Piano from uh, 1971. These uh, guys are from London, and it's their only album. Okay, and um, we were talk- when we were talking about that band that neither of us can remember the name of, from Michigan, I know that. They're from Michigan. I still can't remember the name of the band now. But one of the things you were saying, I was saying, yeah, you know, everybody's talking about how they sound like Zeppelin and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, but they're not actually covering Zeppelin songs. Right. They're basically, they've taken, it's not even an homage to Zeppelin. They're influenced right. by Led Zeppelin. Right. Okay. And I think that's fine. And your point was, yeah, you know what? Zeppelin ain't making music anymore. Right. So they might All as right? well. Yeah. But these guys did this. This particular shit in 1971, when Zeppelin was like at the height of their Zeppelin-ness, okay, Orang Utan, and they're from London as well. They're not a bunch of kids from Michigan, right? And this guy, there's a point where he he literally, he does his absolute best. If I cut out like this two-second clip from the song and said, who do you think this is? Everybody would say, Robert Plants, because he's doing everything he can to impersonate them. So, um... A couple more cats, a couple more clips from uh, Greta Van Dyer. Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. Thank, Thank you. you. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, the you audience. Have to look it up Thank you, the video. audience. Did you, you know, remember? In the, in the olden days, the phone would ring and somebody would say it in radio days. So that's <laughs> pretend it was that. Thank you, audience. Someone from the <laughs> audience remembered. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God for listeners. Yeah. <laughs> now we know somebody's listening. Far that's out. right. <laughs> Don't tell anybody what just happened. That other thing. Diary of a Sad Cat, some more stuff in there. You know, I, I just think that there was the, the uh, on Saturday Night Live, Kate McKinnon did one of the funniest little things I have ever seen. She had, the, she had two of the funniest segments on the entire show. The, the cold open with Brad Pitt was, was great, of course. But um, she gotta, did a I'm thing with the, the supermarket. We've got, we've run out of all that, this other stuff, but we've got this. But then she did a thing about adopting cats, and it was hilarious it's if you haven't seen it 
you want to check out this segment about her with with cat adoption. She's like, well, all the good ones are gone, so all we've got left are these cats. <laughs> and it's it's basically her cat, okay, <laughs> in a hundred different, you know, like twenty uh-huh. different shots. All of them. It's a you know. I would say, I wonder if she gave the cat, you know, some sort of sedative because it's basically just sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> then it occurred to me, hey, guess what? That's what cats do. Yeah, right. Be like a cat. Stay home and do nothing. <laughs> Sleep on the floor. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a hilarious thing. Before that, don't say nothing. Originally done by The Roots, yeah, from uh, Jimmy Fallon's band, those cats out of uh, Philadelphia, of course. They have a bunch of uh, albums out, which are very good. If you're not familiar with the band... And the music that they have put out, the roots are great. They're really, really mm-hmm. good. That album, uh, was that song, uh, Don't Say Nothing, was originally on The Tipping Point. came out in uh, 2006. But, of course, I dug deep in the B-Boy breakbeat mix folder and uh, found the Isku B-Boy remix of Don't Say Nothing, which I love. And kicking off the set, yeah, I love this band. I played something by these, uh, by these guys a couple weeks ago. Little Barry is the name of the band. Product. But, you know, with a K, so it's got that kind of Bolshevik look. You know, when you read it, it's, it's P-R-O-D-U-K-T from the album Death Express. <laughs> it came out in 2017. That's their latest album. The best of them. I don't think they've, they've come out with a full-length album since then. But Little Barry, man, great band. I mean, this is, you know, again, like I was saying about Greta Van Fleet, and these people are like, oh, you know, there's no good new rock and roll. Lately. Shut the fuck up. Okay, the only reason you're saying that is because you don't want to take the energy, you know, or the time to go and and see if you can find a little rock and roll. Do Mm -hmm. a little six degrees of YouTube. I know you're super busy right now. (laughs) Binge watching. Okay, you know, everything, whatever stupid. Yeah, everything, everything and anything. All right. I, you know, hey, I started binge watching Burn Notice again. I love that show. Westworld, good. The Leftovers, bad. I'm taking uh, yeah, right. I, I watched the first six episodes of The Leftovers, and I realized where it was going to go and stopped after that. Uh, I watched it to the end. <laughs> you did. The, you made the right choice. It was disappointing. <laughs> I, I was disappointed right at, you know. No. From the, that was the thing. I, I, was, I watched it hey, three episodes let me, thinking it was going to go somewhere good. Let me save you and a lot of viewers a lot of, a lot of time because they tell you what happened. They just tell you. Right at the end, the woman just tells you. They don't show it. They just oh, yeah. tell you. It takes yeah. about 30 seconds for them to tell you where everyone went. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, so you here, read the last page of the book. Yeah. Here, so here it is. It'll save you a lot of trouble because yeah. you're like, what, what happened? What happened to the people? Uh, everybody went to like a different dimension. So we lost 2% of the population, but the other dimension lost 98% of the population. Whatever. So, I don't give yeah. a shit. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, there are all these shows now that I've seen. There's one, The Last Ship, Lost. Um, yeah. There's one about these Lost people on an airplane. One. Now there's one about this train. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's like the it's, Rob Zombie version of the Polar Express. Right. Or something. Yeah. You it's know? all hold, it's we're all, talking about movies we want to see Rob Zombie remake. You know, The Sound of Music, The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, something like that. Hey, uh, Rob Zombie, <laughs> he he'd have to try hard to uh, you know to make. Um, the sound of music any darker than it already is. <laughs> you know, I have parents with little kids. They can't let their, their kids watch the sound of music because they run around uh, saying Nazi shit all day long. I saw, I saw a meme the other day. It had uh, Julie Andrews 
being dragged away by two German stormtroopers <laughs> with a with a sign above it that said the hills are closed. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the memes that are coming out, the devil will no longer be going down to Georgia. That's it. You're done. <laughs> well, <laughs> the memes are great, he man. Will be, he will be are, now. I, I have a whole folder of tremendous ones. I've been uh, stocked up. I have some that I've been saving also. Yeah, some of them are very funny. Hey, you know what? It's time for me to take care of the people who take care of us. Yeah, you know what? I'm talking about Precision Auto Works in Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. Any make, any model. Bumper to bumper. Dave and his entire crew. Of torque-loving lads and lasses have got you covered. I'll tell you this. I am now starting to jones a little bit uh, for the Barrett-Jackson auto auction. Right around, you know, this should be when the Palm Beach auto auction takes place. It's it's in April. I'm jonesing. Fucking jonesing. No Barrett-Jackson. And they keep sending me the emails. I'm on their email list. So they keep sending me various cars like, this car is going to be up for no reserve in Las Vegas, situation permitting <laughs> uh, you know and if not then we'll do it up at foxwoods in the fall and if not then then i guess we'll do it next january if we can out in scottsdale again you know they're showing that here's my latest version are oh, you gonna like this you ready yeah on the road today i saw a will work for food sticker on a porsche 911 carrera <laughs> ford gts twin turbo convertible uh, like that one yeah yeah you gotta come up with a new one every week that's 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 episode number three the first one was i saw i saw a hazmat sticker on a cadillac <laughs> okay what was the next one i don't even know if you know i'm broke <laughs> you know unemployed we're looking for looking for work hey very easy to get to. They were talking about how people, the speeding tickets are just off the chain now. Nobody's on the highways anymore. I'm going 80 and people are blowing by me on 95. And uh, I was watching Bill Maher and he had Jay Leno on. Jay Leno's like a real car freak. And Jay Leno was saying that they had given out more tickets for people speeding over 100 miles an hour on, uh, you know, on like the 405 or something like that. In, in the last month than they had in the previous two years combined. Like, people are sort of like, this is my one chance to do it, baby. You know, all these rich people with all these Ferraris and Poi, all these fancy cars, they basically just sit in traffic all day. And now it's like, yeah, let's just open it up. My, uh, funny story, my cousin had a, uh, a Ferrari Dino. This is many, many years ago. But he had it out um, on the open road someplace in, like, the heartland of Pennsylvania, somewhere, you know, on a long stretch of open highway, right? And he had stopped at a, uh, at a gas station or whatever to get gas, and a cop pulled in. And this is years ago. And, uh, you know, police officers, you know, a, a state trooper or whatever, a highway patrolman, pulled into the same gas station, and my cousin was standing there, and he's putting gas in a Ferrari Dino, which, this is one of these cars that was the last actual design by Enzo Ferrari before he died. Okay, it was one of his original designs. And it came with, like, a fire extinguisher, a standard equipment in the, in the driver's, you know, in the driver's cockpit. And the cop came over to my cousin and goes, I ought to give you a speeding ticket for what you're gonna do. <laughs> it's one of his favorite <laughs> stories. He's like, I... He's like, that's just, he said it was the greatest thing ever. The, the, the cop said that. He goes, hey, you know, I'm just, he's like, hey, I want you to know I'm here. He's like, I ought to give you a ticket for what you're going to do. Very easy to get to, though. I'm telling you straight up. Very easy to get to. And he's in there right now. 
He's doing work. A lot of people have been bringing their cars in for all kinds of stuff. Like, what the fuck else are you going to do? You know, at least you can get a car. I'll tell you, I've started to appreciate a nice drive, going out for a drive, especially at night when, you know, like tonight's going to be a perfect night. Low humidity. We had all that for the first time in ages. We got rain yesterday, like yeah. a real serious thunderstorm. It was nice and cool this morning. Yeah. I'll I mean, cool, mm-hmm. relatively, and it's beautiful right now. It's like 81, mm-hmm. 82, deep blue skies, nice breeze, low humidity. So tonight, you know, there'll be nobody on the highways. I was thinking about, you know, popping open a sunroof on a car and taking a drive down, uh, you know, up A1A along the beachside. Just take a drive. It's nice, you know. And and I like that, that uh, post I read earlier about people in New York. We don't have, you know, they don't have cars or, or you know, a porch. I don't know what, a, what the fuck is a porch. I like the fact that he goes, we, most of us have kitchens that are good for nothing more than, than you know, Heating up packages of ramen soup. <laughs> I've lived. I've lived in apartments like that, studio apartments where it's fucking, you know, these these. these it's it's truly remarkable how small some of these places are. Take ninety five to Atlantic Boulevard, Atlantic uh, right up. You go west to uh, Andrews. Make the first left at Andrews. Make the first right at Third Street. Two blocks up on the left hand side. He's open. Also, shout out our angel. angel. Yeah, man. God bless, baby, because now more than ever, now more than ever, communication, we need it. Hey, mention the Groovadon. There's a discount. Yeah. And you know what? Boy, who couldn't use that these days, right? I mean, look, I got high-class problems. I do. I got high-class problems. I really do. I'm experiencing the worst kind of white guilt right now, ever. (laughs) Okay? Because... You know, like I said, I got all the, you know, it's, um, it's, it is lonely when you're alone. Like you've got your daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Staying with you a whole bunch of time, a lot of the time. And you're one of, you're out and about anyway for various things. I'm not, I, I, I'm not in that situation. And it's, you know, I called up my neighbor the other day. I said, Hey, you, you know, my, my, my next door neighbors are like redoing the front yard. They're putting in rocks. So they don't have to deal with the grass anymore because everybody's yard is drying out, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's weird. Like I saw the weather last night. We broke the uh, record for high temperature in April, 17 days out of 30, 17 days, 17 out of 30 days in April. We, we had a new record high temperature. For South, you know, for Miami and Fort Lauderdale. What the fucking fuck? Seriously. You know, it's guy it got me to thinking, you know, maybe we should be driving more. Maybe that uh, CO2 level is what's uh, canceled. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. No, no. no. Hey, guess what? You, if you're on the SoulFlowRadio.com website right now. Yeah. Guess what? You click on the box. This is Tony C's SoulFlow Groovathon. Takes you right to our page. You're going to see a link for Precision Auto Works. You click on the link, takes you to our page, tells you everything you need to know. You're also going to see at the lineup for every show we've ever done, every song we've ever played. And above that, you're going to see a link to SoundCloud, care of Angel Vina. Mucho mahalo to our angel, where every show we have ever done is available for free. That's right, brah. All right? This is our, this is our contribution. Hours and hours and hours and hours of groove and yakety yak. But free. Can't put a price on groove. Okay? 
954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. Oh, yeah. That brilliantly scripted tagline means only one thing. Yeah, boy. It's time for the drive groove on SoFloRadio.com.
Gracias.
King. That is the remastered uh, edition from their 25th anniversary uh, remaster, like quadruple CD or whatever. Originally, of course, it was uh, on the album In Rock, which I think was their, I don't know, the third, maybe the fourth album. It was lineup number, it was the second lineup. It was the great lineup with uh, Ian Gillen and John Lord, Ian Pace, and uh, Richie Blackmore, and Glover. So, uh, you know, I can't believe that's. I can't believe I haven't gotten around to that song for the Drive Groove yet. I don't know. I don't know how I managed to miss that. Before that, Chet Atkins and Les Paul. That is just a quick little duet that they did for a uh, television show. I don't know, a bazillion and a half years ago. I've got probably about a dozen different clips of these two. That one is just so sublime. It's so crisp and beautiful and on the spot. And it's it's two of the great masters, uh, you know, uh, of guitar. Some of the, just so sensational. The the back and forth that they do. And it's it's I don't know. It's for me, it's bliss listening to that. The Chet Atkins Les Paul before that Oracle. Songs called Bombs Away from City Slickers came out in 1979. It's their second album. I think they only had two albums. Uh, these are a bunch of cats from Los Angeles. It was kind of – they were session musicians, and some of them wound up in a bunch of other bands along the way. But it was uh, – there's no guitar. There was no guitar player in the band. It was keyboards, a lot of horns, big horn section. You know, had that, that Tom Scott L.A. Express feel to it, okay? But, you know, without the guitars in there and kicking off the set, yeah – I've played this before, I'm certain of it, at some point or another. The Vaughn Brothers telephone song. I thought that was appropriate, you know, for right now. From Family Style came out in 1990. Great album, uh, the uh, Vaughn Brothers album. But uh, there's also a killer version of that. Uh, You know, there's a uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I guess, tribute album, you know, as there is to everyone. You know, all the the usual suspects are on it. There's a a great version of of, uh, Stevie's you know, Stevie's romp or whatever done by uh, Steve Morse, which is fantastic. There's also a version of that song, Telephone Song, by B.B. King on that tribute album. Really good. It's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, it's the kind of homage um, from obviously somebody who is a legend, okay? You know, I, I told you, I had this friend of mine who's, you know, who's whose opinion on rock and roll I respect probably as much as anybody's. And he was like, you know, if it wasn't for Hendrix and this bar rock stuff, Stevie Ray Vaughan would have been nobody. And I was like, and I, I sent him back a te- you know, a little note saying, let me tell you something, pal. After this guy was killed while on tour with Eric Clapton, you know who showed up to, to play at his funeral, flew in just for the occasion? Stevie Wonder, all right? And it reminds me of the fact that I was talking about that uh, show, I guess a week ago Saturday, where a bunch of people, you know, played the one that was curated by Lady Gaga. That that show that was on. <laughs> but I'll tell you, there were a couple of uh, there were a couple of things on there that were great. I actually wrote them down somewhere. I can't remember what they were, but uh, I there was one really uh, great version of it. I can't remember who did it, but it was absolutely Keith Urban. That was it. I actually wrote this down. Whatever song Keith Urban did this thing where there, he was, it was like three of him. So he, you know, he shot the same video and then overlapped it. So it's him playing three different guitars, 
and he joins in, you know, but it was really, it's a really great song. But what really raised my eyebrows, okay, it made me just sit back and go, ah, yeah, almost forgot about him. Stevie Wonder did, um, he did uh, Lean On Me, did the Bill Withers song. You know, Bill Withers passed away from coronavirus. You know, sometimes you forget about the fact that Stevie Wonder and his voice, and he sounds mm-hmm. amazing. He's amazing. He's, an, he's a national treasure as far as I'm concerned, Stevie Wonder. And you hear him singing the song, and it's easy to forget that he has sounded that good for almost 60 years now. When, when you know, Little Fingers came out, it was like, what, you know, 61, 62, when he was a kid? Then Barry right. Gordy stuck him in a studio out there. His voice over the years, he's, I'm putting him on, on, as a matter of fact, yeah, I'm putting him on that top shelf. He goes up there with Tom Jones. Stevie Wonder's voice is, it was, to see him on that show was a reminder of the fact that he is one of the great American songwriters, musicians, performers, period. Okay, you, you know, you take the greats from any genre, then you put them in one category, then you take the greats from that, you put them in another category, and then there's that few. He's in that few. So, so there you go, bro. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. Wish it's I a could hear day. you, but I can't. You can't hear me? How about now? Now I can hear you. Okay. No, I had yeah. everything. I had everything twiddled uh, for the I audition know, session we were doing earlier. The rush job. We were doing a rush job for the last song. I think it's the right song. I had, I had as an emergency backup song because you had said, you know, how about uh, Genesis Land of Confusion, and and I said, you know, I just I couldn't do it. That if I was going to do Genesis, I had to go a little more old school. And so I had I had actually gotten something from uh, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. I got the uh, the song out, The Cage, which is a great song. But you know, that's one of my I did a whole list of album sides, just album sides to get mm-hmm. you through this thing. And it was, and Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, side one was one of those uh, album sides that was on there. And it's Steve Miller, the Joker, side one. Uh, I had a whole bunch of great stuff in there. Some Gentle Giant was in there. Yeah, I threw that in there. So there you go, baby. What is this? Number 108? What's number one, three? 108. 108. Yep, yeah. number, number three in the uh, split <laughs> studio edition. Right, right, right. I'll tell you, this day was so nice. If I if I had known about it ahead of time and could have set it up, I could have done this from outside. It's it's so beautiful. It, it, it really is. It's it's truly truly remarkable. Hey, quick couple of shout outs before we get off the air. You know this mangoes for medics thing. I'm still on that. Here's the thing: the the mangoes aren't ready yet. Also, there's a, there are a few glitches in the system because I was speaking to New River Groves, which is this place over on uh, Griffin. And this is one of the things they do. They send fresh fruit from Florida all over the country. They have, and so, but it's whatever's in season. So right now, really all they have are the, uh, <coughs> are the oranges and the grapefruits, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine. Okay, that's great. You know, you can send a huge basket of fresh Florida oranges and grapefruits to somebody. But mangoes aren't in season yet. But the other thing is I was watching a lot of videos, and um, when you pick mangoes, there's two different ways. You can either pick them clean off the stalk, or you can trim the stalk itself, because when you pull them off, the sap, a little of the sap comes out of the top, and you don't want that 
to get on the skin of the mango. I was watching like how to harvest mangoes properly. And the problem that I face is there are literally a hundred different types of mangoes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. And I'm colorblind. Okay. Okay. So watch videos. I'm, I'm looking at these videos. I think I know which kind I have. I'm pretty close. My, my friend, uh, you know, Drew's roommate who knows about mangoes, I'm going to be talking to him after the show. I was looking at my mangoes, though. They aren't quite ready yet, but I have to figure out how to package them properly. Also, I'm sure that there's some sort of law and guiding system, you know, about sending fresh fruit. Because whenever you go to the post office and send a package, they, they ask you, is there anything um, yeah. potentially hazardous, um, perishable? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, you know, here's the other, here's one of the things I thought of, though, I, I, all of a sudden it popped into my head, I'm going to give a phone call out to my, uh, my boys out on a big island at Moonbean Coffee Farm, okay, where they do the fresh roast coffee, and I'm going to get like a, a five pound bag of whole bean, they call it the full city dark roast, shit is awesome, man, and it's, they guarantee, and I'll call them up and, and make sure I get the dates right and everything, but they guarantee that it is, they package it to be sent no more than, I think it's like eight or nine days after it's originally harvested. Anything that's around after that, they actually sell at a discount on their site and down at their store, the, uh, the Malama Market in Ocean View. They own the store, too. So... But I know I lived right across the street from these people, literally across the street from a coffee farm. Okay, it was like a, a Folgers commercial every morning because you leave the windows open year round. Okay, and when they were wrote, they they grew the coffee there, they harvested it, husked it, dried it, roasted it, bagged it, all right there across the street from me. So when they were roasting it, which is you know a couple times a week, the trade winds blew that that aroma in my direction. Okay, from east to west, the trade winds go east to west out there. And I lived on the west side of of Hawaii Boulevard. And so I'd wake up in the morning and the smell of fresh roasted coffee literally was wafting through my house. That's great. So I thought to myself, hey, you know what these guys could use? How about some fresh coffee, baby? So, yeah, yeah, my friend, Joe, uh, Joanna Karlinski, who's uh, back in San Francisco, went to high school with her. One of my best friends. She's a chef. She went to uh, CIA, Culinary Institute of America. I mean, she's a she's a real McCoy. She had her own restaurant and she she does. She makes these biscuits that everybody craves and uh, cancer survivor kicked cancer's ass. She's fucking kicked its ass, man. She's a New Yorker. She don't fall for that shit. It's like my mom. You know, when my mom had breast cancer, I was like, you realize my mom's just going to tell breast cancer to go fuck itself and get on with her life, which is pretty much exactly what my mother did. She was like, hey, fuck you. Don't you know who I am? (laughs) So, But Joanna's been putting together meals for the homeless in San Francisco. So she set up a little, you know, GoFundMe thing or or fundraiser on Facebook. And she was trying to get $2,000. It took her less than four days to get up to $2,800 already. So she's making meals out there in San Fran for the homeless. And let me tell you something, all right? Not for nothing, okay? But basically, these homeless people are getting 
you know, three-star food <laughs> right now. They're getting like Michelin three-star food. So God bless. And and hopefully she's making a biscuits for them because she makes biscuits. Her biscuits are so good that people actually buy them frozen so that they can cook them in their own ovens. You know, she just says, put it on a plate, cook for this long, and they turn into the biscuits. That's how much people loved her biscuits. She had to start sending them frozen to people because so many people wanted them for, for later on. They didn't want to have to order them over and over. They'd order them in bulk. So God bless you, Joanna, for, you know, for that one. So I put in a C note to that, you know, thinking about sending some coffee. And uh, I'm, you know, mangoes for medics, baby. I'm on it. One of the things I realized, too, is that they're all coming in on the south side of the tree, the south half of the tree, which is where the sun hits. On the other side of the tree, the mangoes aren't coming in. I figure in about two or three months, as the sun starts to go overhead during the summer, that's when the other mangoes are going to start coming in because they don't all come in at once. It takes time. So I'm going to have mangoes for months. They look beautiful, though. I'm psyched. I'm psyched about this. I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm doing it. I said I'm doing it, and I ain't fucking around. All right? Yo, Mitch right. McConnell, fuck you. You know why? I got mangoes. I'm sending in some fresh rose coffee. So you can go fuck yourself. What do you got down there? Huh? Mint juleps? Blow me. All right? You know? My old Kentucky home? Yeah. Yeah. Old. Yeah. Yours? No. Not yours. Please, God, let that, knee, let that you know, that fighter pilot chick unseat him give money to her so how you doing you all right pal i'm doing all right i'm doing all right how's your daughter she's great we're gonna you know the next three days uh she's gonna be here with me she has her own office it's uh you know it's a nice it's a nice time i would imagine i would imagine she she contributes to the sets now she can put together a set your daughter could put together a set. She she could. <laughs> she could totally put together a set uh, from all the same genres uh, that we enjoy. Her her oh, taste yeah. is a little broader than mine, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For any number of reasons, not the least of which is she hasn't had the shit kicked out of her over right. years and years of having to listen to music, teeny little clips at a time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, baby. Well, we're going to come back in two weeks. We're going to try and do the exact same thing again. We're going to try and do it just a little bit better. <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Originally, you know, I get all anal retentive about stuff. Okay, but you know what occurs to me? So what? So what? We're giving it to them. Just, you know, yeah, man. I, I watch some of these people where they're interviewing. They got like two or three people on the screen at the same time. Brian Williams is rocking the house, by the way. Brian Williams. Every that's his. Remember, I said it's his new tagline. He does a little bit of whatever Trump said, and then he goes. Bat, sadly, back in the real world, every night that's his new tagline now. So God bless him. But you'll see it with like three different people, you know, in three different boxes now. Okay, and inevitably, over and over again, you see somebody. It's like they start, they fade out, or they have the the time isn't right on this this Cisco, Cervex, you know, WebEx, whatever. Okay, they keep crapping out. Okay, we're, we're not. Right on. We're not crapping out, baby. We're right here with you, man. All right, we're going to get you out of here with, with a song. This one, this one seemed starkly obvious to me. I don't know. I couldn't help myself. But, you know, I'm grateful for this, man. And, and look, start looking for some of those fundraisers. My friend Joanna Karlinski, okay, she's on Facebook. She's got a little fundraiser going, you know. 
$25, she can probably take $25 and turn it into half a dozen meals, okay, for homeless people right now. And, you know, with all the people who are now in, in line to get food, okay, mm-hmm. these the, the people who most depend on food banks, on the generosity of people donating to these places, and, and for lack of a better term, not to you know go retro and you know to to the you know to the thirties, but soup kitchens and the people that depend on those, mm-hmm. okay, you know now how's it you know hey now you know what it's like you ten thousand a thousand people lining up to get food, people who have never ever had to do that before, they've never had to do that before, and you know. You start to hear these, you know, this guy from Tyson, you know, the, the, the food supply chain could be great. Thanks for telling me that. Now, now everybody's going to, you know, welcome to the new hoarding of food and blah, blah. Oh, my God. Stop it, folks. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Rash. Okay. You need to do There's only two things people need to do. Okay. Take care of themselves. Okay. And make sure you're not doing so in a way. That, that harms somebody else. It's, it's just that simple, man. It's just that simple. It really is. Like I said, I got high-class problems. You got pretty high-class problems. Yeah, no question. We, we're still in the first world. We're, you know, we're doing coronavirus first world style. Let's yeah, man. I got high-class problems. How can I help? Yeah, Joanna gets 100. Those guys are going to get some coffee. We'll get some mangoes. And I'm telling you, if I can't figure out a way to send the mangoes, I already priced the fruit. I priced the fruit baskets, the biggest ones they have. They're like it's like a hundred and thirty bucks or something. Oh no, it's eighty nine dollars. That was it. It's eighty nine dollars for their largest fruit basket, which is oranges and grapefruits. I was like, and it comes in a basket, you know, for authenticity. But I figure two of those at least, at least I got to get those. But she told me she said, well, they get there in two weeks. I I was like, what about the key lime pies? She goes, normally we guarantee overnight delivery, but right now. They're not sure that they can. So I was thinking, because I was thinking, you can overnight key lime pies to these guys? Wow. Come on, man. What a country. I know it, I know it ain't much, but it's fresh key lime pie. I'm sorry. I, it's what I can do. It's what I can do. And if I tell them where it's going, because it's going right to the, to, the, you know, the, to the station in Brooklyn. It goes right to the FDNY EMS Station 38 out there in Brooklyn. So... I've got to figure they're going to give me a bit of a discount somewhere. You know, I know they need to do food and all that shit. I'm just going to say, look, this is who I'm sending it to. That's what I'm, I'm going to call Chad out in Hawaii and say, here's a story. All right. I'm going to give you this amount of money. You are going to fill the largest freaking bag of coffee you can and ship it to them as fast as it's humanly possible. <laughs> okay. Chad will hook me up. I know he will. These guys, I know them. They're good people. And it's great coffee. All right, baby, you ready? I'm ready. All right, man. I'm so grateful. I really am, man. I'm grateful I get to do this with you, man. This is cool and a gang and all that stuff. To everybody out there, please. All right? So let's stay healthy. Yeah. Let's stay healthy. Come on, man. We can do this. We got the shit. We got the so shit. So far, so good. All right? And remember, if you got first world problems, there's a whole fucking bunch of people out there that don't. Right. Okay? So let's... Let's pony up a little neighborly generosity here, all right? You don't need no gun for that. All you need, you know, all you need is to put 
put a meal on your neighbor's doorstep. All you need is to send send some fresh fruit to these these people out there in the inner cities. These EMS people. That's my thing, man. You know, I, I'm sure they're getting pizza out the yin yang, and hey, it's New York pizza, so you could do worse. A little fresh fruit, baby. All right, as always, for myself and Graham's master flash, Los George's George Rodriguez, the man with the master plan over there. I can see you. As always, for us, though, we're super duper grateful. Please stay healthy, everybody. We're going to see you again in two weeks. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.